Did God send a bear to kill forty-two children for mocking a prophet for his bald head? That's the question we're going to be diving into for this theological Thursday, and I want to apologize because this bad boy right here, the mic that makes me sound so wonderful, um, I forgot to plug it in for the video, and I don't have time to re-record it. So uh, bear with me as this is going to be an audio from my phone, which is not the worst in the world, but still not the best. So I hope you enjoy this episode of the Stranded Baptist coming at you from Reykjavik, Iceland. God bless. All right, so this this is what happened. I was at my favorite grocery, uh, not grocery store, ice cream store in downtown Reykjavik called Joy Lotto uh, with a J, Joy Lotto. Uh, and uh, it's my favorite ice cream store. It's the best ice cream there. If you're ever in Iceland, I recommend that you go there and that you get uh, the the NO2 ice cream that they make in front of you uh, with like this you know magical gas that they pour into this stuff. And it just looks, looks like uh, witchcraft basically. <laughs> So, anyways, I, I was at that grocery store and what, not, not grocery, why do I keep referring to it as a grocery store? It was an ice cream store. And, um, yeah, by the way, if you go there, I recommend the, the caramel, uh, salted caramel ice cream. It is fantastic. And I know, if you're like me in the beginning, I was skeptical. What does a salted caramel ice cream taste like? But I'm telling you, it's good. It's really good. Um... But I was in there and one of the, the owners is like a new age type of person. He's got like uh, a pictures of a few deities like from Hinduism up there. And then some guy who's like a, a, a Hindu meditation specialist or something like that that recently passed away that he's a, a follower off. And I haven't been able to get into enough conversations with him about what he believes, but uh, sounds pretty pretty strange to me, but I, I hope that we can start a few more conversations. But one of the pictures up there is Jesus. And there were two ladies in there and they saw the picture of Jesus. And one of the ladies referred to a story in the Bible to the other one. It's like, did you know that in the Bible, uh, there are 42 children killed by bears because they made fun of a prophet for being bald? And my ears beaked and I was like, well, what are they talking about? Uh, there's not a, it's not a whole lot of conversations happening here in Iceland about uh, about the Bible. Uh, now these were foreigners in that store, so uh, maybe that was it. But it piqued my interest, and I wanted to I wanted to make a video answering this question because it seems like a lot of people were thinking about this. I also got sent a clip from the Joel Rogan podcast where he mentioned this um, that this story in the Bible, and so I want to go into the story. We're looking at the verses today, Second Kings two. 23 through 25 about Elisha uh, being mocked by kids and him cursing them and a, uh, two bears coming out of the woods to kill 42 children because of their mocking of the prophet um, or so that that's the narrative that that we've been told so let's read the passage and I'm I'm reading this from the New American Standard Version of Second Kings 2 23 to 25 then he uh, Elisha, this is right after he, he picks up the, uh, the, the ministry of Elijah and he continues on with it. He went up uh, from there to Bethel and as he was going up by the way, young lads came out from the city and mocked him and said to him, go up, you bald head, go up, 
bald head. And when he looked behind him and saw them, he cursed them in the name of the Lord. Then two female bears came out of the woods and tore up 42 lads of their number. He went from there to Mount Caramel, and from there he returned to Samaria. Now there's, uh, this is a much better translation than the Icelandic translation that we have. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm more and more upset by the day with the Icelandic translation that we have. The 2007 version, actually the 1981 version too, it's not great in many, many different places. Um, the word there in the Icelandic used for young lads is smástrókar. And smástrókar in Icelandic can refer to like, you know, smástrókur can be uh, three, four years old. Like, it's basically young, young boy. Um, so it can be interpreted as small children, three, four, five-year-old kids. Well, first, let's try to figure out... Um, what exactly the mocking is about because when i started researching this verse there's a lot of conversation going on as as to exactly what is the major point of the mocking so they they taunt him by saying these words go up you bald head go up bald head now some uh of the scholars that are way smarter than me they like to suggest that uh they are mocking him Uh, the mocking mainly revolves around his baldness and that they're referring to Old Testament law, maybe with regards to skin disease, that he's somehow unclean because of his baldness and they're mocking him because of skin disease, something like that. Others say it's mocking revolving around comparing him to Elijah, who had just, you know, who he had just proceeded in his ministry. Um, he was known for wearing skins with hair. And so maybe they were mocking him because he looked so different and, you know, maybe saying you're nothing compared to uh, your predecessor, uh, something like that. So there are a few scholars in that camp arguing that that's what this verse and that's what this mocking is actually all about. Or uh, others would say their mocking mainly revolves around the go up part of the, the taunting. And not the baldness itself. Yes, that's a sort of cat, like an extra thing added on there. But uh, the main thing is the mocking go up. And that may be to you and me like, uh, what? how is that mocking? Go up, go up. Uh, but some would suggest that because this is in the beginning uh, of the, the book, Second Kings, and in the first half of this chapter, chapter two, Elijah is taken up. And it's one of these uh, pretty strange narratives as to how his ministry ends because it's not referring, there's no reference to a death or burial or anything like that. It just said, Lord took him up. And so a lot of people have really read into this and, and have made, you know, that's why people I hang around with view Elijah uh you know, in the Christian community of Iceland, a lot of people view Elijah as the, as the prophet that will come at the end of the age because he never died and, and so on and so forth. Um, so they're telling him to go up and they're mocking. If you if you take this position, then they're mocking mainly revolves around, hey, just do do what your predecessor did. Just go up, you, you know, just be taken away. Just die. Just get out of here. Um, that that is the main point of their mocking. Or others, and this is sort of the camp I find myself in, others think the mocking is go up, but in that they're not comparing him to Elijah and what has just happened to Elijah, 
but rather they're telling him to come to the high places and to worship false god with them. Uh, to go up there and, and stop worshiping the God of the Bible and to start worshiping false, God, uh, false gods. Meaning that they're basically going, come worship false God, uh, you know, Mr. Baldy. And that's the position I, I hold to. So to answer the ladies in the ice cream store, if you're watching this, if you're, if you're randomly searching the internet and you see the red bearded guy that you saw at the grocery store that time in Iceland who had a weird look on his face when you guys were talking, or if you're Joe Rogan uh, and you're you know listening to this, which I highly doubt, um, for the first part, this may not revolve around them mocking his boldness at all. It may revolve around rather more serious issues like come worship false gods with us. And why is that serious? Because, well, first of all, that leads to eternal damnation for people leaving uh, the God of the Bible. Like that's the only way for salvation. So you're causing this, the prophet of God, to, to try to walk away from that. Second of all, if you look at how people worshipped some of these false gods, like Moloch, for instance, Moloch, I don't know how you say it in English, Molech in in Icelandic, uh, that that includes some despicable acts of worship. For instance, you would create an idol of Moloch who had two arms and you would make him out of metal and then you would heat up the metal until the metal started glowing because it was so hot. And some people would sacrifice their own infant children by placing them in the hands of this idol who was glowing hot and they would burn to death. Uh, now, I have not looked at specifically how they are worshiping here when they're talking to Elijah. Uh, but know this, there are horrible ways that the people worshipped uh, back in the day. This is not, you know, a lot of us are used to sort of Christian worship and so on and so forth. There's a lot of messed up things that happened in the, in, in the worship of false gods. Even if you don't take my position and see the seriousness of eternal damnation, if you're an atheist or agnostic, even just realize, okay, that the way they worshiped was just despicable in so many ways. Now, um, it was just an absolute horror. So they mock him, he curses them, and 42 out of the individuals there die. We don't see how many people are there, but at least 42 out of those present there are die because of these bears. Now, the second part of this question revolves around how old were these boys exactly? What does young lad mean? Um, are, we, are we talking about 17-year-old men? Are we talking about three to five-year-old kids? I'm no expert in languages, but the only thing I can do is I can read the experts and what they have to say about this. And I can go and, and look at the Hebrew word that's being used and see how it's being used elsewhere in the Bible. Uh, I would recommend that you go, for instance, to a free resource if you don't want to spend money on a, on a big software like Logos or something like that. I recommend you go to the blueletterbible.com, blueletterbible.com. And you can go there. You can look at the passages. If you go to the King James, it has, you know, you can look at the Greek or the Hebrew or the Aramaic. You can see how it's used in other places. You can see how it's pronounced and so on and so forth. Uh, so that's a valuable resource that's free online. And you can do this as well. If you just go to that verse and you see young lads and what, what Hebrew words are being used there, you can see where where the other places are that it's being used in scripture. And I totally recommend that you do that. 
Um, that's the only resource I had for the longest time. I've only had like a paid for software for the last, like I think it's less than a year. Um, but I do love Lagos, I'm not gonna lie. Um, so I, I, I look at these words to say young lads in the Hebrew. And it turns out it's na'ar katan. That those are the two Hebrew words that are being used. And I viewed how they're used in other places in the Bible. For instance, in Genesis 37.2, Joseph uh, is referred to as na'ar when he was 17 years old. When Solomon takes over as king in Israel, he refers to himself as na'ar katan. Um, in 1 Samuel 16 and 17, it's refer referred to David as Katan, as he was the youngest of his brothers. Now, he's not three or four about to go fight Goliath, uh, but he's Katan, as, as he's the youngest of his brothers. And so it seems to be, you know, a reference to other people there. Uh, Katan is also used in reference to Jacob and Rachel being the younger siblings. At that time, uh, Rachel is wanting to get married. So she's not a, she's not a, a you know, six-year-old. She's a young adult by then. Then there is, uh, in 1 Kings eleven seventeen, there's this character, Hadad the Edomite. He's the enemy of Solomon, and he ends up fleeing Egypt, uh, fleeing to Egypt with his father's servants. And there is the combination of those two words used to describe him. He was Na'ad Khatan. Uh, and... If you think about it, okay, he's, he's old enough to take over his father's servants. He's old enough to lead them on a journey to another country. And when he gets to that other country, he's old enough to speak to the Pharaoh so that Pharaoh takes a liking to him, even granting him land in Egypt and uh, eventually giving him in marriage to his sister-in-law. So what, what we're looking at here is not a, a kid. This is a young man. This is a young, unmarried Man, so the idea I walk away with when I check out these these words being used, and especially the combination of those two words, because I know that each individual word word can change when it's you know in a different context, and and there's a different you know word preceding it, and so on and so forth. But especially there in First Kings eleven seventeen, when they're both used together, I think it makes a sort of strong case that this is referring to not young children. This is referring to young men. So the forty two that were eaten, you know, eaten by bears at Elijah's day, they, these are not kids that are just sort of you know childishly mocking them. These are young adult men, possibly calling him to come worship false gods with them in despicable ways. Um, now, the idea I walk away with is that maybe these combination of verse, uh, words are used to describe men that are young and are not yet married. They're not yet husbands or fathers. Um, they're not yet heads of their own households. Maybe that is a good good way to, to interpret this these combination of, of words. That's the idea, sort of, you know, my own idea. So I'm not referencing any experts here. Anyways, I hope this, this helps with, uh, you know, questions that may arise about this in the future that you may deal with. I pray that you'd have uh, the opportunity to share the gospel with some people, to help people share, uh, grow in their faith, and that you grow in your faith as well. Uh, the next two weeks are going to be a bit hectic here on my end. So I'm not too sure about a podcast coming on uh, next two weeks or a video coming out next two weeks. But I am going on Tuesday to Israel and I'm going to be staying, literally staying at an Airbnb in old Jerusalem. 
uh, minutes walking time from Via Dolorosa, the Garden Tomb, the, the Garden of Gethsemane. I'm super excited about it, but I'm gonna be there with my phone and I'm gonna be filming and my mic, uh, but I'm not gonna take my computer with me. And so I'm gonna edit that when I get back. So I'm, I'm really excited to hopefully record some stuff outside of some of these places where the things were actually happening and maybe dealing with some, some questions that arise around that. And just, you know, giving it, you know, I, I'm, I'm geeking out even just thinking about this. I'm super excited about it, um, but I'm gonna be using my phone. My, my thing is like, I have a film degree and I know how to use better equipment, but I wanna try to smooth things out so it's less of a process. So I got my iPhone 7 and I'm going to try to make the video look as, as good as possible. So I like the challenge. I've got an awesome app now on my phone, but we'll see how it turns out. I hope to release some videos, uh, both in Icelandic and in Icelandic for Apologia, for Lofstum Baptist Kitka, and uh, some English videos for The Stranded Baptist. So uh, stay tuned. If you listen to us on a podcast, then you uh, might want to tune into YouTube for those videos. Uh, thank you guys for watching. Like always, if you want to help get the word out, then you can like this video. You can rate us on the podcast platform you're listening to us on. Uh, you can share this on social media. You can uh, share the video and like the video on our Facebook page. There's plenty of pages. You can also subscribe to us on YouTube. That would help a lot. And if you want, you can click that notification bell right next to the subscribe button if you want to get an email into your inbox whenever we release a new video. So God bless you guys. God be with you and use uh, you as salt and light into the community that you're involved with. God bless. Thank you for watching or listening to The Stranded Baptist. If our episodes have been helpful to you or beneficial to you at all and you want to help us out, then there are a few ways you can do that. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can ring that notification bell if you want an email notification when we release videos. You can share our stuff on social media. Um, you can like on YouTube or comment and like on Facebook or comment or rate us on your podcast platform. I want to thank you for listening and thank you for giving us the time out of your day, out of your week, uh, to listen to hopefully some beneficial uh, Christian material to build you up in the faith.